Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Anybody? What's up? Anybody here? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm, I'm gonna go back to that. I gotta let that breathe. Let the smoke come off. It. And not because I preach so well, but just God was just that whole night. So I'm like, let that. Whew, I can't. I was gonna go back to that this morning. I'm not ready. I'm gonna go back to another sermon that I didn't quite finish uh, that Wednesday night because it was another Wednesday night that was great as well. It's a sermon. It's called Grow Up. Grow up. Father, bless your word. It's already blessed in the name of Jesus. Some of us may have grown, but we didn't grow. You may be taller. You may have your mustache. You may be developing ladies. But it doesn't mean you're growing up mentally, spiritually, in maturity. When God created us, anything really, he created everything to grow. He created the cattle, uh, all the, the, the livestock, all the animals, and he told them, the whales, <clears throat> the sharks, he told them, be fruitful and multiply. I want you to grow everything, the, the, the flowers, the fields, the trees, grow. He, he, he brought everything here with the intent to be multiplied and to grow. Uh, God sees, I, I want to say this point because I, I want you to know that God sees your end from the beginning, okay? He sees your end from the beginning. There are certain things even naturally you cannot go come into unless you first grow up. We know that. Classic example of that is a car. I could say today, listen, you right there, I, I want to give you, I want to bless you with a car. You've been coming about that and that. But if you're 14, you cannot enjoy it. The only thing blocking you from the blessing and you is your maturation. Yeah. Only thing you got to do is grow up to get the keys to the car. So the keys are available. You're alive and ready, but you have not yet grown up. I don't want that space between us and our miracles anymore. I don't want that space between us and our come up. Like you can come up, you just gotta grow up. Well, in that case, let me mature. Let me, let me, let me grow up. I might need to grow up. Even though you're grown, you may need to grow up in some areas. Tell your neighbor, I might need to grow up. And I know a lot of older people got pride. Please, I done been, you're a young whippersnapper. I know more than you. You're, <laughs> you're a young gun. Even you may need to grow up in certain areas. God knows. He said, I know, the, I know the plans. I love this. For I know the plans that I have for you. Right? Says the Lord, they are plans for what? And what? Not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Say this with me. They are plans for and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. King James Version says to bring you to an expected end. To bring you to an expected end. God expects you to end up somewhere. But his plans for you are for good, not for disaster. I want to let you know that. First of all, disaster may strike, but it's not the destination. 
Understand that. Disaster might be in the journey, but the, 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 the disaster is not in God's destiny for you. All right? So just because disaster strikes or problems come, don't think, see, I did, this is it. It's not the it. That's the part of it. That's just it on the way to what's good for you. Because his plans for you are for good, not for a disaster. My overall intent for your life is for good, not for problems. Even though problems are along the journey, it's not in my final plans. So don't stop at the problems. Are y'all hearing me? I had to say that. So how, how, how can you say... You have plans for me. How can God say he has plans for you? Well, that's easy. He said, before I formed you, I knew you. Whoa. And approved of you as my chosen instrument. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He's talking to Jeremiah. I'm not saying everybody is a prophet, but I want you to know how God views you before you and your parents even hook up. Before your parents even hook up. God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved you. So hold on, let me back it up a little bit because this is something that's kind of deep. Before I formed you, I knew you. So I heard Bishop Jake say this. He said, uh, God knows the real you. Amen. I know that. All right. Okay, cool. You know, you give the church a certain you. I'm not calling you phony. Some of that is wisdom because everybody can't handle the real you. Let me go on this side and make the same face. All oh, y'all got that face? All oh, y'all got it? Everybody can't handle the real you. So some of that is wisdom. I'm, like, I'm walking in freedom. Hey, girls, don't just be all, mm -mm. everybody can't handle the real you. <laughs> Jesus even just took three and then transfigured himself because everybody can't handle the real you. Are you hearing me? So some of it is wise, but you give live a, a, a side of you. You give your job a side of you. Your family has a side of you. Your spouse even has a side of you. It may be a greater amount of you, a greater measure of you, but God knows the you that your spouse doesn't even know. Can I take it deeper? God knows the you that you don't know yet. He said, before I formed you, I know the you, the goo of you, the, the guts, whatever starts you, that's what I know. You don't even know that you because the you that you are now is a sum total of your life experiences. So because you were hurt, you adjusted, but that's not the you God saw. What everybody sees today is an adjusted you. He said, he said, he said he was in a car riding with the African as his driver. He said, I hate telling this story, but I was riding in the car with an African, and Bishop Jake said, he was like, you know, you Africans, I don't like you guys too much. Right, he said, that's why he hates telling the story. He said, I can't believe I just said that. But he said, I don't like Africans too much. And the guy was like, well, why would you say a thing like that? <laughs> he said, because you guys seem so arrogant. You're just so arrogant. You're just so, you know, absolute. You know what I mean? He said, and the driver said, and he said, it blessed Bishop Jakes. He said, I'm just, uh, I'm just who you are had y'all never experienced slavery. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's not about to be a black history moment. This ain't about to be none of that. This is just a fact. I'm who you would be had you not endured slavery. So we've been institutionalized. I'm not talking about just we. I mean people. Because now it's more than just slavery. It's the culture now. Because we're now enslaved by media, news. We're now enslaved mentally by social media and public opinion. So I'm not talking about just blacks. Are y'all with me? But this is not a black church. It's a black, white, Filipino, Latino, Brazilian. Everybody up in here. And I love it like that. Told my wife I'll shut it down if it's only black people in the audience. Because it's not a black church. It's a kingdom church. Woo, I feel God in here. Look at the kingdom all around here. Just clap your hands. Black, white, young, old. Had you not been enslaved, you would have walked in the same authority. You would have knew who you were. God knows who you really are outside of pain. Outside of your father was never there. He knows who you were had your father been there. You understand what I'm saying? Outside of the breakup, outside of the demotion, outside of the disappointment. Because we all adjust based on those things. He knows who you are before the adjustment. Before being molested. I'm not trying to put you out there. I'm just letting you know. You're not the post-molested. You are the chosen and approved. Did you see that? I knew you before you were formed and approved you as my chosen instrument. You are chosen and approved before you are raped. Yeah, I don't know none of y'all's story. If it happened, I'm not. You are chosen and, a, and approved before molestation, before, before whatever changed you forever. If it wasn't the Holy Spirit, whatever changed you forever, he knows who you were and who you really are. He knows you at the, at the core, the you that you have not met yet. He's trying to bring you back to the pre-molested you. He's bringing you back to the pre-disappointed you. He's taking you back to the pre-pain realm. I'm going to say it again. God is bringing you back to the pre-pain realm. Because most of us live in the post-pain realm. I feel the Holy Ghost, man. This is why he blesses us. This is why he's still with it. Because he's not blessing the post-traumatic you. He's blessing the you he saw before he formed you. If a girl has an attitude, I don't know. You just, she just got an attitude. You don't know what happened in her life. She might just have an attitude. She might just need to fix her attitude, honestly. But you don't know what happened in her life to made her on guard like that. God knows who she is without the guard. And he blesses that her. He blesses that you. Before, I wanted to really make that point because that is so good. Because who you've become is not who you are. Because of life, you chose certain adjustments to protect yourself, to ensure that that will never happen again. But the adjusted you is not the formed you. God knows who you are. That's why you're blessed. That's why you're provided. You think you don't deserve it? God says, I'm blessing the chosen you. I'm blessing the approved you. I'm blessing the consecrated you.
Tell your neighbor, I'm chosen. Say it again, I'm chosen. Somebody else say, I'm approved. You don't need nobody else's approval. I don't care if you got three likes on your last post from four days ago. You don't need confirmation from another human being that you have value. I'm about to run all over this place. I don't need you to pat me on my back when God already chose me before you met me. Your opinion of me is not greater than the God. God's opinion of me is greater than yours. And here's God's opinion. Don't give another human being that much power. Because trust me, they will take advantage of it. Oh, trust me, they will manipulate you. Oh, your words mean everything to me. Oh, when you say it, it's different. Oh, no, God said I approved you. Hey, God said I chose you. A lot of women in here are not married yet, and you feel like I'm not good enough to be chosen. If this ain't enough, whoever you get ain't going to be either. I'm going to say that louder. Ladies or men, if you're not married or chosen yet, if this is not enough for you right now, whoever you get will not be either. You got to know within yourself, I'm already approved. Boy, I got that blue check next to my name. Good God, all y'all social media people, y'all know what I'm talking about. Tell your neighbor, I got the blue check. I'm certified. God has approved and chosen. Woo! You're looking at the me that I am now. God looks at the me that was before I got here. Which shows me that you're not only the sum total or results of even your parents. Woo! I'm like this because my mom was like this. I'm like this because my dad was. Uh, before you had a mom and a dad. Uh-oh, y'all quiet. Are y'all with me over here to my right? Before you, you can't blame nothing on your mom. You can't blame nothing on your dad. You can't blame nothing on the bloodline. I know there's some truth in there. But the ultimate truth is before you had a mother, before you had a father, whether they're still together or not, whether it was a one-night stand or what they call a mistake, God, you are not a mistake. You are not random. You are not here by happenstance. You are chosen. You are approved. You are valuable. You are priceless. Don't you dare let God drop you in this earth to feel beneath by the others he's dropped. He dropped you too. How are you now my approval and God dropped you in the earth too? Before I formed you, I know you. Everything he created, he intended to grow. Not to get stuck, not to get comfortable, not to get traditional or religious. No, he created you to grow. So, Paul here is noticing that the people in Corinth are newly saved. How many of us in here are saved? <laughs> 
Look at this. I love it. Put your hand down. Those who didn't have your hand raised, we're not trying to put you on blast. But today is your day. All right. <laughs> Why not? <clears throat> he sees that the people at Corinth are newly saved, but they still have not grown. They're still having the same issues. My wife said it so eloquently earlier. She said, count in our joy and celebrate when you are faced with different temptations, diverse temptations. That's worth a celebration, which means I'm influential enough for the enemy to try all these things to take me out. The trying of your face work or something. Okay, so count on our joy when you fall into different. When you go through the same things, there's a problem. So he's saying like, okay, brothers and sisters, he says, do not be children, immature or childlike in your thinking. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? One thing I do not like is grown babies. You got a mustache. You you got a beard. You're a CEO of a company and you're a grown baby. You got three kids, you got a job, you a housewife, you making it work, but you're a grown baby. You're a baby having babies. The worst thing in the world is to remain adolescent when it's time for you to grow up, especially in your thinking. People think they're grown in their actions because you can do grown up things. Baby, dogs, dogs, puppies will run up to your leg and do grown dog things. That don't mean the dog is mature because it can do something a mature dog can do. You understand what I'm saying? It's the thought. It's the thinking. You know the dog is young because why are you on my leg? This is a leg, not a mate. So there's a level of ignorance even though you're going doing grown-up things. Do not be children or immature in your thinking. If you're going to be infants, be infants in matters of evil. Completely innocent and inexperienced, but in your minds, be mature adults. If you're going to be a baby in something, be a baby in sin. Be a baby in gossip. I don't really do that that much, but the strength of your life should not be childish things. If anything is going to be childish in your life, it's going to be evil. It's going to be poverty. It's going to be, if anything is going to be uh, uh, immature in your life, let it be ungodliness or evil. If anything, I don't want that even in your life. But if it's going to be in there, let it be infants, matters of evil, completely innocent and inexperienced. But in your minds, be more adults. Some things just shouldn't fit anymore like when you become an adult uh, it, it, the Lord told me this and I want to share this with you all he said some things don't fit anymore and some things don't fit you anymore okay so some things don't fit anymore literally like you grow out of it like oh my god this shirt I could fit the shirt but now it's it's too small for me I could fit the pants now they're too small I literally physically I literally just grew out of that I grew out of it, so I don't fit it anymore. But there are certain things that don't fit me anymore. That's more the mindset. This conversation doesn't fit me anymore. It, you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's not just that it don't fit. Like, if it don't fit, you're, in a, you're all across the street in the class with the children. You're just sitting in there like, okay, you don't fit. 
Like you don't match, you know what I mean? But so that don't fit you. Certain things don't fit you anymore. You need to notice the things in your life that you have outgrown. And you, are you hearing me? Most of us don't know the things in our lives that we have outgrown, so we continue to play in the nursery of our lives instead of graduating to full fulfillment in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, grow up! Hallelujah. Brothers, it says, the next one says, anyone who lives on milk is still a baby. He knows nothing about right teaching. Only animals drink milk. Well, only humans drink milk when we get older. Only humans eat cereal, milk, milk, and cookies. We stay on milk. We just want to be done with that. That's why certain milk I got. Mm. Is there milk in this? Is this cheese? Ooh. I got to go. I just forgot my babysitter got to leave early. I got to go. I'm sorry. That's where lactose come from. You're not supposed to be an adult drinking milk. When a baby cow or calf gets a certain edge, it don't reach for the mom's nipples anymore. A baby goat, they don't go to the mom's nipple anymore after a certain age. Children. Anyone who lives on milk is still a baby. He knows nothing about right teaching. But solid food are for those who are what? Say it again. Who are what? Grown up. They are mature enough to know the difference between good. Oh, gosh. Good and evil. So I'm mature enough to know what's right and what's wrong. I know we know, you know, in principle what's right and wrong, but in, 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 in theory and in our mindset, you know, certain things are not wrong to us or it's not evil to us because we're still on milk. We don't have revelation. We don't have the understanding of what our actions are doing to our lives. You could be killing yourself and not even realizing it. So today, if you are still in the adolescent stage, you know there's some things you need to grow out of. I got it, Pastor. As soon as I saw the title, I knew I got to straighten up whatever. I want to give you permission today to change. You have permission to change. I want to say it in front of your friends, in front of your family. I give you permission to change. You got permission to go from somebody quiet to somebody talkative. Just do it. Just do it. Because maybe that's the you that God saw before everybody told you to be quiet. You got permission. To go from ignorant to intellectual. Do it. Change and do it quick. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Change and do it quick. I give you permission to change. And everybody give each other permission. Look at your neighbor and say, I give you permission to change. Say it again. I give you permission to change. Here's another one. It says, but solid food is for the mature whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between good and evil. You know you are growing. You know you're grown when you start practicing. Kids don't practice. If it don't work, it's like, eh, and they go to whatever is fun and whatever's working. They don't practice. They don't have long-term goals. <laughs> so you know. You're not mature when you're not practicing something. When you hear a good word but don't practice it, you're on milk. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're still a baby if you're not practicing. 
Because mature understands I need that in my life. And the only way to get the substance that I need is to work it out, to practice, to get better at it. You understand training at your job, but you don't want to train for your mind. You understand training for a position, but you don't want to train your heart not to be troubled. Training and practice is the sign of the mature. Professionals don't hit the LeBron James, Ohio, Cleveland. He got to practice. It's so important that they pay you to come to practice. That's how important it is. But you should not have to get paid to practice for your better life. Uh-oh. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, don't have, you should not have to get paid to practice and exercise better living and better thought patterns. You, sh- you should want to do that. That's what I'm talking about. That's the mature. The mature can handle that. Got it. Let me work on that. That's the mature. Got it. Let me work on that. The immature is like, that was good. And you can't wait for that. That was good. And you don't, you don't have the wherewithal or the maturity to be trained. Wow. Train means, check this out. You know, train means, like when it says train up a child, I say it all the time. To train means to bend. Ooh, to, to, to bend. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the turn I was waiting for. Train. So when you start training your mind, okay, let me start living like this. Let me come up, all right, da, da, da. Let me do, you got to train, you got to bend yourself. It's going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes God makes us uncomfortable, but it's called Training. If your trainer was easy on you and did everything you wanted him or her to do, you would not develop. You need a trainer to push you and to bend you a little bit, to make you a little bit uncomfortable so you can achieve the results that you're expecting. You can't get results out of your life without bending a little bit. Because if, if how you were would have got you what you're expecting, you could stay how you are. There's a reason why that God trains us. He makes us uncomfortable a little bit, but the training is good for us. Somebody say, it's good for me. Say it again. Say, it's good for me. The Lord told me, he said, uncomfortability is a sign that your come up is ready. I love it. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) Woo! Uncomfortability is a sign that your come up is now ready, that you're ready for the next level. When you're uncomfortable on the level you're on now, that's a clear sign that my come up is now available and it's time for me to lead that level. Anybody uncomfortable in here? I don't mean in your seat, I mean like in life. Yeah, these seats are a little. When you get uncomfortable, like, oh my goodness, this used to feel good, but it doesn't anymore. You should get a little bit uncomfortable. And I'm going to say that. You should be uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable in certain things, you're not training yourself. You're not bending yourself. If you're not uncomfortable with the same, co- same conversations, some should be like, I don't want to talk about that no more. My wife had to look at me one day like, babe, I don't want to. Like, I would come off the road and be like, yo, man, could you believe Damaris did this? Yo, Damaris did this. Yo, Damaris did this. Yo, Damaris did this. Babe. Damaris did it, and she like, hey, 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 I don't want to talk about this no more. And in my mind, I'm like, God done gave me an insensitive wife. I come home from work with my problems, and she don't want to hear it. I think she is. <laughs> she right, though. I need to stop talking about you. She's, she made me uncomfortable bringing stuff to her, so I got off the road the next time, like, babe, 
How you, are you all right? How you doing? That's all I wanted to say. Good to see you. I, it changed and it came up. Y'all miss what I'm saying? You need to put pressure on your peers. It's time for peer pressure. It's time for peer pressure. It's time to put pressure on your conversations, put pressure on your behavior, and say, I'm not going to keep living like this. We got to take it up. Tell your neighbor, it's time for peer pressure. I don't want to talk about this no more. She had to train me to elevate our conversation because certain things, ladies and gentlemen, at this point and stage in your life should not bother you. A sign of maturity is peace. Kids cry about every little thing. Ah, mine, mine, mine. Mine. So you give them that one. All right, here you're going to take the other one. Thank you. Ah. Kids whine and cry. It's childish. To whine about everything that's going on in your life. At some point, you just got to not be bitter anymore. It happened. They did it. Cool. Am I still alive? I'm still breathing. I'm good. Because you are destined to endure. You're created to outlast problems. Tell somebody, I'm created to outlast. So a sign of maturity is being unbothered. The issue is bothersome, but I'm unbothered. Because I trust the word more than I trust the situation. God is about to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> I knew it was going to be quiet on that part. That's why I had them keep singing in the beginning. God is about to make you a little bit uncomfortable with where you are. Is anybody ready to be uncomfortable a little bit? I don't know if you are. The Bible says, as an eagle, here we go. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them up on her wings. God is saying, that's how I dealt with you, Israel. Like an eagle stirs up her nest. This is how I dealt with Israel. Check this out. An eagle, when an eagle is born, when any bird is born, when any bird is born, they're hatched, right? So we're born again. I'm saved. I'm born again. Once you're hatched and you're outside of the womb, like an eagle, you still need to sit under once you're born, you need to sit under until you're hatched. You got to sit under your covering until you break out the shell. Because even though you're born into the world, you're still in an egg. You're still dark. You're still ignorant of certain things. So it'll be wise for you to sit under. Y'all, and, and, and most people jump out the nest too soon and they break and die. You're so ready to start your thing and not be under, not be. No, you need to submit under authority until you, uh-oh. Even though you're born again, that don't mean start a church or start. No, 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 no. Sit under until you're hatched. Woo! <laughs> so once you get hatched, then you, 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 break, you break out the shell. I'm trying to picture this. 
Because if I was a baby eagle or bird inside of an egg, what would make me tap the shell? Besides nature, we know that God is this incredible. You were I want to say this before I keep going. You were created to break through. Good God. Woo. I'm going to talk to this side because y'all quiet. You are created to break through. Nothing is designed to keep you sheltered or confined. You are created to break through. So tell your neighbor, I know I'm coming out of this. Say it again. I know I'm coming out of this. I was created to break through. I was, he designed me. But what would make it? I mean, you go from the, you go from the chick, from the eagle into the nest, but you're still in the egg. So it's always dark to you. What will make you break through? Besides the nature, I just like to use my imagination. If I was a little eaglet inside the egg, I'd be like, eaglet, that's what they're called. That's what they call. I didn't make that up. <laughs> eaglet. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> Can't come here and not study. This is live. We bring our brains to church. So the eaglet went from darkness to darkness. What would make you think there's more? If you go from your parents' house to now your boyfriend's house or whatever, you go from dark, what would make you think this ain't it? <laughs> I would like to believe, I don't know what it is. I, I like the nature part. You can do that. You were created to break through. But I would like to believe they hear something. I hear noise beyond the shell. Good God Almighty. I hear something beyond where I am. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by. See, the word makes you uncomfortable. The word makes you think, is there something else outside this shell I've been living in? The word will make you realize I've got to get. I hear noise outside of where I am. I hear people. I hear another level. I've got to break. I've got to break free. I hear something beyond where I am. You got to get in an environment where you hear beyond where you are. Or you'll never try to break out. Boy, they're not hearing me this morning. Are y'all hearing me this morning? You got to get in an environment where you continually hear more than your shell. If all the noise you hear is inside your shell, you'll never grow. And you got to break through the shell. The mother eagle has the strength. She can take her beak and pop that egg right open. You Thank you, mom. No. The eagle has the strength, the knowledge, the wisdom, the wherewithal to do it, but she doesn't do it for her eaglets. There are people in your life who can help you. It's not their job. Stop getting mad. You got a job. You got money. You can't give me $50. You got money. I'm, it ain't their job. Y'all got quiet on this side. Let me stay over here. Oh, really? You ain't going to get Okay, you got two cars. You can't let. It ain't their job to give you. They got two cars. Where's yours? They don't owe you nothing because they got more. Break free. Break through. Break out. Tell your neighbor I'm about to break out. I need y'all to come and anoint it with me. Say, I'm about to break out. Say, give me some room. Give me some room. I'm about to break out. I can't stay in this level. I can't.
can't stay in the shell. I can't stay confined. I've got to come up. You got to hear more than the shell. If every conversation is about black China, yeah, I said it. It's like, yo. Because by nature, we'll begin to get comfortable. And anywhere you adjust to be comfortable, you'll never fight to get out. If you ever settle in and get comfortable, you won't fight to get out. If you settle for dysfunction, you won't fight for better. You gotta hear beyond the shell. Who's talking outside your shell? Get podcasts, not even mine. I, don't, I ain't the best speaker in the world. I know that. I'm not. At Live, we know who we are and we know what we're not. I'm not stupid. It's amazing preachers. It's amazing writers. It's amazing thinkers out there. I'm trying to glean from them as well. I ain't the end all be all. Get a podcast, not even just lives. Get somebody's. Get somebody's teachings. Get somebody's lectures. Hear voices outside the shell. Don't just keep looking up videos and dances and no, I gotta hear something greater than the shell. I gotta, I gotta hear. I'm not just gonna look up musicians and actors. I need to hear something outside of the shell. Cause the more I hear, the more I break. Did y'all hear that? The more I hear, the more I break. The more I hear, the more I knock. Knock and it shall be opened. Ask and it shall be given. Seek. I'm starting to knock this year. I said, I'm starting to knock on the shell this year. I'm not staying in this shell this year. I've been here last year. I'm knocking, I'm knocking. Anybody knocking? Knock! Not another year in the shell. I need out of shell conversations. The more I hear outside of my darkness, the more I knock and say, what's that? Then you break free. You got to break through. There it is. Nobody does it for you. When you break out the shell, that's your announcement to the next level that I'm ready. I'm going to talk to this side. When I finally break out the shell, that, you ain't got to say nothing, that breakout is your announcement. That I'm ready! I felt like a little eaglet just now. I'm ready! I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready for me. Your breakout, when you break out of the level you're on, that's a sign to your future that I'm ready for you. But you got to break out of that thing. And you can only break through. I'm about to close. That's my first time saying it. So how many more I got? Two. I love y'all, Liv. I might take one, but I got two. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Your grace. That's all I wanted was your grace. <laughs> Here we go. You only break through when what's inside is stronger than what's outside. I feel like running. You only break through when what's inside becomes greater than what's on the outside. So you'll never change your conversations if worldly conversations are stronger. But greater is he, that, good God, that is in me. Once my desire for God becomes greater 
our breakthrough. You cannot break through unless what's inside becomes stronger than what you're confined by. Is your desire for the come up greater than the comfortability of the nest? Is your desire greater than your comfort? Because you can be comfortable on a low level. So when what's in me is greater than what's around me, I break through. The Bible says as the the eagle, y'all sit down, I got two more. Y'all said I got two more. I'm done after this, I think. Anybody ready to break free today? Yeah. Because you can't be who God designed you to be unless you grow up. The eagle has to grow up. I designed the eagle to soar and to fly and to be majestic and to be. But you can't do that if you're still an eaglet. You got to grow up. In order to grow up, you got to break through. You got to break through the shell. Can anybody, don't raise your hand, can anybody right now recognize some shells that you're confined by? You ain't got to raise your hand. But while I'm preaching, this is what you should be thinking. Not amen, no. What shells am I enclosed in? What thought pattern is a shadow eclipsing the sun shining in my life? What what barrier is there that God ain't going to break through for me? What is he going to give me the strength to break through myself? What, What egg, what are you confined in? You need to understand that. It's not meant for your confinement. It's meant for you to be there for a season to break through. So the eagle is stirring up the nest. The Bible, the Bible says as the eagle stirs up the nest, you know, the eagle, mother eagle or the superior eagle, at some point will look at all the chick. Now you don't broke out. Now you're comfortable in the nest. But you're created to do more than just come to church. So now the eagle sees that it's time for your next level. <laughs> the mother eagle did not break open the shell, but she did stir up the nest. When she sees it's time for you to fly, but you're comfortable in the nest, she stirs up the nest. She shakes up the nest until the eagles fall out. Ooh, I'm here to serve you notice today, live church. God is about to shake you up. While y'all clapping, think about it. Nobody likes to be shook. So let me tell you that. When you shake up a nest, what was on the bottom becomes on top. What's on top? Becomes, what's, what's going on? He's going to shake you up. Everything is going to be uncomfortable for a minute. I know you're clapping, but I want you to really think about it. Nobody likes that. In church, we praise because we know the purpose. I want you to praise while you're being shaken because you know the purpose. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God's about to stir up the nest, not to destroy you, not to make you unstable, not to throw you off track, but to get you to fly and go to the next level. The Bible says as an eagle stirs up the nest, that's God's announcement. It's time for the come up. It's time for the next level. The shake up is an announcement. It's time to fly. You haven't even used this area in your life yet. You haven't even spread your wings yet. You haven't even tried certain things that I created you to do. Like I said in the beginning, I know the real you. 
You know the shy you because of life. Without life, I know you created the fly. Y'all. So as your creator, I'm going to shake up where you're comfortable at and induce your next level. I like this part right here. I like this. It says, as the eagle stirred up her nest, fluttered over her young, spread up about her wings. So the eagle will stir up the nest. And nine times out of ten, the nest is on the cliff. And the eaglet will fly out, fall out and just start to fly. If the nest is not on the cliff, if the nest is a little further back, the Bible says she, she, she spread up abroad her wings and taketh them. So if you study eagles, if they shake the nest and let them fall out, that's cool if it's close to the limb. If it's not close to the limb, if it's further back here, the eagle will fly close to her eaglets. Let them on her wings. She'll then mounts up. She soars into the air and drops them. That's a bit, that seems like a rude, inconsiderate caretaker, doesn't it? But to God, it's just an aggressive way to get you to your next level. God got to be aggressive. It's too comfortable. Life is too, you will be bored and you'll just chill and just be how you are for the rest of your life if God don't shake you up. I know what I'm talking about because that spirit is in Orlando and we're coming against that in the name of Jesus. Complacency, boredom, stale. That's, that's the spirit that hovers over Atlanta. I mean Orlando. But there's a spirit above that who is Jesus the Christ giving you freedom, joy, and breakthrough. She'll lower her wings. That's what it means to they that wait upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings. On wings. On wings, they shall mount up upon wings of eagles. See, because in certain seasons of your life, you're going to need somebody to drop their wing and help you get to the next, oh God, help you get to the next level. If you're on the next level, but your friend is not, lower your wings. Woo. Lower your wings and help your friends up to the next level. Don't look at them like, why you ain't doing better? Why you? No, low, can you lower your wing and help me out? Tell your neighbor, lower your wings and help me up. You up here flying, dude, won't you help? Mount up on wings as eagles. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. So now, the eagle either shakes up the nest. I'm done. Either shakes up the nest or lowers her wings so they can be on her wing. She soars up and drops them. Shakes up the nest, they fall out. That seems so rude and mean, but God is about to shake up your nest, and he's about to, he's about to take you on his wing. Thank you, love. He's about to take you on his wings and make you fly. On God's mind, I mean on the eagle's mind, all she wants to do is take you to the next level. But it could just look like shaking and this, it could look like shaking and dropping. But I'm not trying to do that. Because look, whatever it takes for you to break your fall is going to be what it takes for you to soar. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do to not die. I 
feel a Wakanda anointing in here. Somebody, okay, I'm sorry. Woo! Somebody just say, I'm ready to soar! Y'all can come on. Y'all come on. I'm done. I said, I'm ready to soar this morning. Whatever it takes for you not to die is going to be what it takes for you to live. Whatever it takes for you not to fall is what it's going to take for you to fly. Look at your neighbor and say, flap your wings and fly this morning. Tell your neighbor, spread your wings. It's time to soar. It's time to soar. I feel it. It's time to soar. But you cannot soar unless you grow up. Everybody standing. Trying to preach shorter these days. Are y'all proud of me? Y'all happy? Not proud. Y'all happy? Y'all like, we don't care, man. Talk longer. We don't care about that. It's time for you to soar this morning. Soar. 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 When God shakes you up, whatever it takes not to go under, that's the same faculties you need to use. So the next time you're not falling, the next time you're launching. If God shakes up your nest in this season, you'll flap to survive. When God shakes you up this season, you're going to spread your wings to survive. But the next time you spread them is going to not be to survive. It's going to be to soar. I got it now. All I needed was that little, I got it, I got it, I got it. Anybody ready to soar this morning? I said, is anybody ready to soar this morning? Just put your wings out like this and say, I'm ready. I can't hear you live. Say, I'm ready. Say a little louder. Say, I'm ready. One more time. Say, I'm ready. means to fly or rise high in the air you are about to rise higher than your problems higher than your issues higher than your struggles look at your neighbor say rise up say it again say rise up it means to fly wing ascend climb rise uh oh maintain height in the air without flapping wings or using engine power when you soar you're not even flapping your wings you're just enjoying the realm. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You're not even going to take the same energy. It takes other people more to do what you do easily. Because God is going to make it easy and light for you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You're not going to use the same energy other birds need to use. You're not going to have to use. Y'all quiet in here. God is going to give you an easy flow. Easy flow. Easy flow. This year, Lynn, we go from the hustle to the flow. From the hustle to the flow. From the hustle to the flow. Tell somebody, I'm flowing. I'm flowing. Without using the same engine power, other people in your life got to do a whole lot to achieve what you're getting while you just glides. You're going to be gliding while people... Yeah. It means to glide, plane, float, drift, wheel, hover. It means to increase rapidly. 
above the usual level. Live, this is what you're about to come into. I'm trying to prophesy to you this morning. You're about to increase rapidly above the usual level. In the name of Jesus, you will have favor above your peers. In, oh God, in the name of Jesus, above the usual level, you will increase. Somebody shout increase. I don't hear y'all. Shout increase. One more time, say increase. Increase. Escalate. Shoot up. Rise, spiral. And for Malago, I don't know what that word is. Yeah, it is. To the roof. Skyrocket. Anybody ready to skyrocket this morning? You are about to soar. Can I see that eagle really quick? Soar. 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 Man, that thing is messing it up. But y'all get the picture. Soar. You're about to have a bird's eye view. When you soar, problems become so small. If you're in, at this height, even a whole house on fire looks like a little smoke. It looks like ashes if you put out a cigarette. At this level, problems are minuscule. Are you ready to soar so high that your problems, you got to find it? I, this is how we will look for the rest of our lives. I said, this is how we will look for the rest of our lives. Peace, in control, have authority, balanced, aware, alert, soaring, but not working hard to keep up that level. When God bless you with the money, or the, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it or to it. Or for, so when God blesses you, you're not going to have to keep flapping to keep it up. Liv, you're coming into a soaring blessing, right? It's going to be easy to maintain. Easy, because he created me to navigate the winds on levels beyond normal. But you don't soar if you're an eaglet. You can't soar if you're a baby chick. Got to grow up. Only thing that will stop the eagle from doing this is remaining adolescent. That's it. Live, you're created to do this. All you got to do is grow up. Problems, bitterness, offenses, that still bother you? He didn't call you back, she didn't call you back, I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. Just, okay, you're still alive. Still alive. That disappointment didn't take me out. I still got breath and strength to soar again in the name of Jesus. We're above only and not beneath. We are above only and not beneath. Everybody say, we are above only and not beneath. Let that be your declaration this morning. There were very few people who didn't raise their hand to be saved. Uh, or, or said they were saved, if anybody. I don't know if I saw any hands, but you're here this morning and you're not saved. Man, why not? What you depending on, the government? And what are you leaning on, friends, family? 
your swag, your skills, I don't what it's really just a wise. I heard Christian said in their uh, young adult meeting Friday night, which was amazing and well. Clap it up for the young adults. Christian Shanine and Thaddeus are doing a wonderful job. It's, like, it's just smart to be saved. It's just really intellectual. It's just really, there is a higher power. I want to be connected to him. That's like really intellectual. <laughs> but the spirit of God will draw you. If he's drawing you this morning, you feel like, man, I want to soar. I want to, I want to be mature. I want God in my life. If that's you, man, come down here. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you in the name of Jesus, and let us welcome you to the family of God. Amen? If that's you, you want to be saved, come now. Let us pray with you, please. Come quickly. Come, if that's you, I want to be saved. I don't want to go into March without Jesus in my heart. I don't want to go in my own strength. I want to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm here, Pastor, and I want to be saved. I'm not going home without Jesus. If that's you, come now as we pray for you. Come now. No? We good? Everybody in here say? My man's coming right now. Amen. Young people. Young people. A young man too. A young man. That's a brave thing right here. Anybody else? All right, if you can, if you can, if you're not coming to the front, if you would not walk, that'll be cool. Because everybody that's walking, I'm thinking you coming. So you going to your car, I'm going to lay hands on you. We're all going to go home together. I don't, we don't like wasting people's time because our time is valuable as well. So just sit with us a few more minutes, please. No walking. This is a very sensitive moment. He's giving his life to Jesus Christ. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah! I'm excited for you, man. Anybody else want to join this brave young man? I want to give my life to Jesus too. He's a young man, and I love that. Young, real men coming to Jesus. That's a wise decision. Anybody else I want to give my life to this morning? God is too good to be auctioned off. I don't like auctioning. Anybody else? No. He's amazing. Either you want him or you don't. Father, we thank you for this young man that came this morning in the name of Jesus. The whole church joined together as we pray for this young man. We pray that everything in his life begins to come into alignment in the name of Jesus. We thank you that his past and his sins are under the blood. and They are irrelevant in this time. We render the enemy powerless in his mind, in his heart, and in his life. We thank you for new life. Change your heart change the spirit in the name of Jesus. We thank you that this is the year for his come up and he will never be the same again in the name of Jesus. Repeat after me and everybody repeat after me because I'm not sure if everyone is saved in here or not. Everybody repeat after me. Lord Jesus I believe you died for all of my sins and rose again with all power. Today I give you everything. My heart my mind, my body, you have it all. And I believe I'm changed, I'm healed, I'm free, and I am saved. Woo! Clap your hands, everybody. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, welcome to the body of Christ. Let's welcome him to the family, everybody. Let's welcome him one more time to the family of God, everybody.
been a wonderful day here at Lynn Church. Let me just pray for everyone here because a lot of times I pray salvation, but I don't pray over you. Even though we pray for each other, I pray maturation. Maturation. Maturity in the name of Jesus. Grow in your spirit. Grow in your mind. Grow in your affections towards the Lord. Grow in wisdom. And as your soul prospers, you will prosper and be in health. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray for the real them. The real them that you know, that they don't even know yet. The them outside life's experiences. We embrace them now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, embrace the real us. The pre-life trauma us. And bring her and him up this year in the name of Jesus. We will not live subject to what happened to us. We will rise above it. We will rise above it. We will rise above it in the name of Jesus. Come what may, we soar this week. Trials come, we soar this week. Temptations come, we soar this week in the name of Jesus. I pray strength, health, wisdom to everyone who can hear my voice in your name. Let us soar in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and say, I'm soaring, y'all. Say, I'm soaring. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.